Welcome to another edition of the Supercoach HQ podcast. I'm Shorty and I'm joined by Sean and Adam today. How are we, fellas? Yeah, good, mate. Good, thanks, Shorty. Good stuff. And we we finally get to have a real crack at the, our full sides and see how they've come along. Of course, the buys are done with now, but we only had the eight games due to the unforeseen for, uh, circumstances last week. So we got the nine games this week. Um, but the team's produced a bit of a curveball, more so on those lesser whites of our side. Uh, Colhoun dropped, Cracker dropped, Boston's out. Toby McLean, of course, was injured, as was Hamling for the Dogs. Um, Jamont is another one. So quite a few fell by the wayside. So it's, it's a bit tricky because at this point of year, you're looking forward going, OK, I'm going to have this amount of cash here. I'm going to trade up here. And it threw a few plans out. I know it threw a few of mine out, that's for sure. But I'm interested in you guys' thoughts on you know, what you do with that. Do you hold them and hope they return? Make some more cash, or do you pull the trigger? Because there are a couple of options that are, you know, potentials for a uh, downgrade. I'll start with you, Sean. It's probably the main talking point because um, you want to generate a fair bit of cash. Have you been struck by a similar problem? And if so, what what are you sort of doing with it? Yeah, I have, mate. I was struck pretty badly this week, isn't a couple of plans have had to be changed because of the teams. But I've got a little bit of cash in the bank stockpile just I guess for this sort of situation but I will be looking to trade out guys like Kavanaugh like Colhoun who haven't really reached their potential but will they get games we don't know so I haven't got any of the likes of Jack Steele or Caleb Daniel yet so I'll be bringing in these guys adding a little bit more into the kitty and then making sure I've got enough money to um, cover any premium injuries towards the end of the year or just upgrade the bench further. Yeah, and I think that's what you've got to do, isn't it? You, you've got to generate some cash because we want to finalise our sides. But I'll throw over you as well, Adam. I mean, have you had that sort of problem? And, and even talk about some of the guys that have caught your eye in the bubble. I mean, Sean mentioned a couple of them, Steele and, and Daniel. Steele has to, of course, get named um, tonight, but it looks pretty likely. And run us through your, your thoughts there. Yeah, it's a bit of a predicament with some of those... Rookie guys, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bit thankful that it's not the more premium types that are coming out at, them at this point. But I see where we're stuck. I've, I've even still got a, a McKenzie on the bench, which is a bit annoying, not generating any cash. Jake Lever back this week, which is pretty handy. So there are still options there to generate some cash. And a guy I'm going to touch on is a guy I've seen the last two weeks, Nicholas O'Brien from the, uh, the Essendon Bombers. In a bit of strife at the moment, the Bombers, unfortunately. But um, O'Brien's been one of their... They're better players in a season that looks like it could be done and dusted. But um, what I like about O'Brien was that there were guys dropped this week from the SM team, the likes of Courtney Dempsey, and we did touch on Elliot Kavanagh, but he holds his spot. So I think as the Bombers maybe look a little bit towards the future, he's, he's only played the seven games, but he showed a lot of potential. So I think a Nicholas O'Brien is someone you can look at if you've already brought, say, a Jack Steele in, in the last few weeks and you're looking for another downgrade option. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. I was looking at a few of his stats, and I think he averaged the 25 touches in the VFL last year. Didn't get the gig at AFL level, but he's sort of your bigger body. He's been on the list for a little bit of time, like you said, off air. So I think he's definitely a worthwhile option because there's not too many floating around, but there are a few guys that we've probably got to get rid of. And, you know, you need to generate that money for the reason of finalising your team, as we've mentioned. Of course, Gary Ablett. Is a high talking point at the moment. He'll um, drop again this week, barring an unbelievable performance. And Jimmy Vitale makes his return as well. And another guy I from the Cats, of course, have an eye on is James Kelly. I think his form was decent before his multiple injuries. 
I think if you're looking for someone almost a straight swap to throw into your D6, for example, he's going to drop quite a bit. So a few names that you are, you know, you want to really look into there. But I guess Ablett's the talking point. Um, Sean, what do you reckon there? Do you think next week is when you want to pounce on Ablett? Because he could, like, he'll drop again. But there's a chance that he could, you know, hang around that mark, or do you just do you just jump on him straight away? Uh, I, I will be looking at him, mate. I'm a sucker for Gaz. But they often say from long-term injuries, the second week is the hardest one. So it would be interesting to see how he copes this week. But I reckon once he's got three or four games under his belt, his price will hit its bottom. And then I think a lot of teams will jump on and I'll be one of those. Yeah, yeah, I reckon, mate. I think it's about the time where you're getting close to that final setup, which is the 22 premiums, which you all love. We'll talk a bit of trades now. Adam, how many trades you got left? Uh, walk us through a bit of your, you know, your trade plan. Or you got uh, X amount left, and how many do you reckon you need, say, for your league finals coming up as you sort of close into that? Well, I'm sitting on seven at the moment. I, I was at nine at the start of the week, but I have brought in Steele and Hanbury this week. But I'm, I'm more of a conservative type. I do like to hold... A considerable amount of trades going to the finals. I think if you're looking at four weeks, at least a minimum of four trades is what I like to take in. But at the same time, you don't want to limit yourself. So it's it's really a balancing act and it's sort of a, a round by round sort of scenario you gotta look into. But if it, in a perfect world, I think about four's what you want to take into finals if you're gonna have a have a shake at that uh that premiership cup. Yeah, I reckon mate, and I'm sitting on seven as well. I think, um, you know, if you've traded really well, by the time you get down to that three or four mark, you may be lucky enough to have nine premiums in the midfield or seven in the, the forward line, depending how you've, you know, whether you've really got value for money. But uh, I think that's a pretty good guide is the, is the four. I'll end the podcast today with a bit of captaincy talk. I'll throw it open to you guys, whether you had the, the VC on anyone last night, whether you'll, you know, take that risk on anyone. There were a couple of nice scores, but maybe not big enough to... No, do the old loophole there. I had it on grey. I won't be taking that. I'll, I'll be backing in five personally to um, step up against the Hawks and have a really good game. But we'll start with you, Sean. Has anyone taken your fancy from last night? I didn't have the vice captaincy on anyone, but uh, if you had Dane Swan, he got 130, I'd probably take that. Um, as for the other guys, Robbie Gray, Travis Spoke, Scott Penderbury, Steel Sidebottom, probably didn't score enough if you got five to fall back on. And I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on the month of Thursday night footy that we've had because it's all come to a close now. I really enjoyed Thursday night footy. I think if the AFL were going to look at playing either on the Thursday or the Monday, I do prefer the Thursday. By the time Monday sort of rolls around, it's a bit of a drag. But um, especially for us super coaches, it gives us that extra sort of re- uh, game to have a look at, maybe get some vice-captain options happening. So I, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm a strong supporter for Thursday night football. Yeah, I, I don't like Monday night footy, like you said, mate. I'm not a fan of that, but I don't mind the Thursday, actually. I quite enjoy it. So maybe not four in a row, but, you know, every now and then throughout the season, if they spread them out, I reckon it's good. Um, people are getting a little offside with the fact that there's no televised game on the Sunday, but, you know, you, you get Thursday night, Friday night and Saturday night. So that, that's my only little thing is not having um, some free-to-air footy on the Sunday, but I guess... Um, you know, night footy is always a good spectacle to watch on the TV. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do enjoy my Super Sundays of football, but, um, you know, I, I'm not complaining if we're getting at least a, a game early in the week. So it's always good to bring footy forward sometimes. 
Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff today, fellas. We'll, we'll wrap it up there. So all the best for the weekend, uh, Supercoach Wise and whatnot. So thanks for joining me today. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Shorty. Always a pleasure. And uh, be sure to check back to the website and also check out a few other podcasts we do. We've got the table. That's always earlier in the piece. So check that one out for a few left-field options. It always tosses them up. So all the best for your Supercoaching weekend. <laughs>